This is Bulls Beat on USF Bulls Unlimited. Each weekday morning, Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. And on this Thursday program, plenty of National Signing Day audio, not just from Alex Golish, but a couple of his assistant coaches as We'll tell you a little bit about the new names that were added to the fold, especially one quarterback, that the story that he tells Coach Golish about Izzy Carter becoming a bull, I think you are going to really appreciate. I know you are, as a matter of fact. Also, you're going to appreciate the highlights of the men's basketball team defeating East Carolina, jumping ahead by 23 points, putting the Pirates away early in the second half. Now, it got down to seven points at the end, but when you lead by 23, you can afford to have a little bit of a lax portion of the game, and we'll play you some highlights up until (laughs) that 23-point lead. You'll also hear some of Brian Gregory from the post-game interview, not just on the game itself, but the fantastic honoring of Arthur Jones, the first African-American student-athlete in USF history. I was watching some of the TV feed. It was on ESPNU, which is always good to see the Bulls rolling on national television, and they spent a lot of time with that part of things which was awesome to see. Bulls are off for a week. Next game is a big one against Memphis, and we'll give you a note on this weekend's planned game for the women against SMU and how the weather in Dallas might impact, if not this weekend's game, then the next meeting between the Bulls and the Mustangs. We'll do basketball in our second segment. Now on to football and the latest additions to the Bulls' future roster, specifically five high schoolers added yesterday, officially 18 Bulls added and announced on Wednesday in the NCAA late signing period, although the nine four-year college transfers we've already spoken to you about, including, of course, the running back from the Florida Gators, Naquan Wright, among others. But the five high schoolers that were added yesterday, a couple of them are receivers, one from Georgia, Tyree Kelly, one from San Bernardino, California, Jaquan Smith. Both had around 500 yards receiving last season, nine touchdowns in the case of Kelly from Georgia. A tight end, Gerard Adimo, he is out of Texas, and a six foot eight, three hundred and thirty pound offensive lineman, Drew Perez, also from Texas. And the big one from California, Izzy Carter. The story I said about how he became a bull is pretty awesome. We'll get there in just a second, but we'll start with the overall approach in filling holes on offense. This was from, and you can get the whole video on GoUSFBulls.com, a sit-down with Alex Skolish and Jim Lauk on Wednesday. We walked into a situation where there was seven scholarship O-linemen. So you know it's got to start there, right, in terms of having to fill that need in a huge way. So we were able to get to, to bringing in eight more guys plus a couple of walk-ons um, to, to get to a, a place where we can practice um, and to get to a place where we can develop some guys, but also some guys that, are, that we feel like are ready to come in here and help us in a big way right away. And so uh, that, was, that was glaring uh, need number one. Um, you know, you look at the wide out spot. We had some guys leave. Guys left before I got here. Um, some left after I got here. And so we had to go attack that wideout position in a big, big way, and, and I feel like we did that. Um, you know, the, the quarterback spot, there we've got some guys here, some guys that we're really excited about being here. But there's also two guys that won't go through spring practice, and we needed to get some guys in that, that we felt like can, can grow and compete, and, and when it gets to August, continue to grow and compete. And so we, we addressed that need. Um, you know, the running back spot, 
we knew we needed somebody that could come in and compete that's played at this level before. Uh, we were able to do that, and we were able to get a young guy that we feel really, really good about. And tight end spot in the same way. Uh, you know, we lost really three guys from the program at, at that position, and we were able to replace them with three guys we feel really, really good about, a really good young guy that we we found kind of late, but through relationships that Coach Patterson had, we were able to go, go get him and um, and then bring two guys in that have played college football at this level and, and feel like we've upgraded a room that we already feel pretty good about. And, and so um, we were able to you know, address each need as they came and, and our staff answered the bell. And I, I feel like we found some really, really cool, tough, young dudes to come in and, and help us get, get the offense where we want to go. If you want to see the full chat with the coach and Jim Lauk, you can head to GoUSFBulls.com. He also had a press conference. We're going to play a couple clips from as well. But among the things he said, first of all, at quarterback, keep in mind that the team will not have Gary Bohannon, of course, or Trey Marsh available to play in the spring. Trey broke his neck. Bohannon's still rehabbing from the shoulder injury. you got Byron Brown. you got Gunnar Smith. So quarterback is going to be pretty light for that spring game as far as the rotation goes, or at least that would appear to be the case. They added Bryce Archie, a transfer from Coastal Carolina, again, one of those D1 transfers we previously told you about. The other interesting thing is, of course, the defense was, and I thought that was a very humorous little strand to the press conference. He got mentioned, too, by one of the reporters that the Bulls were 130th in the country in defense last year, which is a nice way of saying they were in last place. And so the question being, you know, why wasn't it more slanted as far as additions on the defensive side? And he pointed out the numbers game involved the Bulls. You just heard him say had just seven offensive linemen on scholarship, which during the press conference he called criminal. And on the other side, 14 scholarship safeties. So you can't exactly add a bunch of safeties. So in all early and late signing periods, 30 new Bulls, not just high schoolers, but of course college transfers, 22 offensive players, just six on defense and two on special teams. There's still more to be done, obviously, in the next transfer portal window, I would imagine. That's when you're going to get more defensive players. We'll get back to Alex Golish, but speaking of the defensive side, get ready to be fired up by Todd Orlando. We'll speak about the actual additions to the roster, but first, what appealed to him? This was Coach Orlando sitting down with Jim Locke in the indoor performance facility. What appealed to him about this USF job? Well, it's Florida, you know, and uh, that, to, that to me, and especially when you're talking about Tampa itself, I mean, this is a gold mine out here. And if you ever had an opportunity to just get around town and you see this, but I go back a little bit and I'll date myself here when I was at the University of Connecticut many moons ago. So this place was just going into 1A football. At, at UConn, we were 1AA going into 1A football, and we were probably along the same lines of coming up. And I always I had so much um, respect for this place in terms of what they did. And yeah, you know, you're talking about Matt Grothy, you're talking about all these guys that go into it, and you're talking about being at one point number two in the country. It, it's here. Okay, so I always look at it this way. I say, like, when you're choosing a job, number one, you got to love your boss. You know, you have to want to work for him and lay it on the line for him. And then you get to a point in your career where you want to go to a place to win championships. You don't go to a place and, and, and end up, you know, six and six. And then the, the last thing is, can you sustain it through recruiting? And that's a key, key part of being down here. There's so many local players. There's so many people around here that want to, want to be a part of this thing. And what we have to do is win. 
and you win, it'll solve a lot of problems, and you'll get the people that really should be representing this place, you'll get them on this campus. You know, it's funny, we had a uh, mandatory meeting at the school a couple days ago, and I haven't met all the coaches, and there was just this cool dude, a few seats apart, and I realize now that's who it was. He was at Connecticut for 12 years, including the time of that 2007 season. So he saw the glory of the Bulls, and he saw, of course, Matt Grothy firsthand and still has those memories fresh in his head. Now, as far as the actual defensive side of things, again, they've only added six players. What does he think so far? So we came in, and um, in the past, it's been recruited a, a little bit different than um, kind of the system that we have in place. So the first immediate need that we want to do is, is get, kind of get a hybrid outside linebacker so we could be multiple. And I thought we did that right out the gate with Lloyd Summerall. Uh, we were fired up, and then we came back and got uh, – got DJ Harris um, later on during that time. Uh, filled it up with a couple, uh, uh, filled it in with Stan Tavia Smith at defensive line, and then really had to go address the defensive backs. So when we, we went through every ounce of film, it was, it was pretty fast and furious when we first got here. So myself and Kevin Patrick, KP, and I got into the building as we uh, started to hire people, and we watched every kid on tape and tried to say to ourselves, okay, this is our system, he comes from um, working together and we said okay this is what we have to go out and get and we just want it was hot and heavy so we went out in the road we tried to address those needs for the schematical part of it and we ended up picking some great ball players up um, and kind of ties it in uh, to what we're trying to get accomplished as we continue to go into the spring and evaluate these guys because uh, you're watching film you don't really really know the players yet because we we're so heavy into recruiting now that we're back off the road and uh, um, after the signing date, we'll have a chance to actually work with these guys. I know Gio has worked with them quite a bit. We'll see what they physically can do. We just made the evaluation off of film. And then later on in the process, as we get out of spring football, we'll continue to address the needs that we need later on. Lloyd Summerall being another Florida Gator transfer, former Lakeland High School star, and Stan Tavia Smith is a high schooler who had 31 tackles for loss in his career at Doherty in Albany, Georgia. Back to Coach Golish, and on the recruiting front, I thought this was kind of revealing about going into Florida schools and, well, having been there plenty of times at his previous stops, having that familiarity, but also a little more cachet as a head coach. Yeah, I think naturally there's an excitement, you know, um, just where where I'm coming from and, and there's this natural excitement for offensive football. Uh, which I think is great. I think it gives me maybe a little bit of relevance walking into a school I hadn't been in. But I've also been doing this for a really long time. I've been in a lot of these places. We hired a staff of, of veteran guys that are pros at their, sport, at their positions and at their sport that they've also walked into a bunch of these schools in the past and, and have had really in-depth relationships with a lot of these high school coaches. And not just high school coaches, but but trainers and seven-on-seven -seven coaches and, and people in communities all over the country that you're able to tap into those resources and, and attack those areas. And definitely wanting to attack Florida, but also having the ability to go around the country. And let's get to Izzy Carter as we wrap up the sound bites here. Quarterback out of California who flipped from another commitment at Arizona State through for 1,800 yards and 23 touchdowns while running for nearly 611 more this past season. And I said you're going to love the story of how they got him here. Here we go. His quarterback at Tennessee helped out, but so did the USF campus. And so did Gary Bohannon. Check this out. He didn't, like, super want to talk to me early in December. 
Um, and then we got to Christmas time. Um, he still didn't really want to talk to me. And then as we got into early January, he wanted to talk a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And um, Coach Gordon went out and saw him a couple of times. And then I flew out two weeks ago. And um, we convinced him to come out here and see us this weekend. And he, he was here, um, got in Thursday night last week. And, and by Friday night, was like, man, I didn't realize Tampa was like this, and I didn't realize USF was like this, and I didn't realize the staff was like this. And by Sunday morning, um, he said he wanted to be our quarterback. So I thought it was pretty cool um, in terms of what he got to see and what he experienced from our staff and our players. Our players did an incredible job. Gary Bohannon did an incredible job recruiting him. Um, he had a really cool point of reference because Hendon Hooker's training out there at the same place he is right now. Um, and so I said, man, like, there's nothing I could lie to you about. I'd love to tell you some stuff that isn't true. Uh, we were 1-11 last year, and we were 130th in the country in total defense. So that's what it is. Hendon Hooker can tell you how I am and, and how the offense is and, and how he got treated for two years. And props to Hendo for, for telling the kid the truth. And so him and his family thought it was the best opportunity for him to come chase greatness, which was here. Again, that was from the press conference, which went about – 40 minutes. You can get that on YouTube. You can also get in the article on GoUSFBulls.com those sit-downs with Jim Lauk and Coach Gullish and Coach Orlando and Joel Gordon. Even though there's no offensive coordinator, clearly he is kind of as close you're going to get to that position, speaking in general terms about the offensive side of things. Coming up next, a lot of offense for the Bulls, up to a point in the basketball game, but plenty enough to get the win against East Carolina. We've got highlights and Brian Gregory postgame on a special night at the Yingling Center. When we come back. 